Truth in History with Charles A. Jennings. Welcome to Truth in History. I greet you in the name of the Lord Jesus. I would like to deal with a subject on this program today to try to correct something that the futurist Judeo-Christian preachers have taught and constantly repeat all the time concerning the Israeli nation that now exists in Palestine. And this is the scripture that they use wrongfully. They are promoting a big falsehood. And that's what we want to deal with today. In the book of Isaiah, chapter 66, and beginning with verse 7, it says, Before she travailed, she brought forth. Before her pain came, she was delivered of a man-child. Who hath heard such a thing? Who hath seen such things? Shall the earth be made to bring forth in one day? Or shall a nation be born at once? For as soon as Zion travailed, she brought forth her children. Shall I bring to the birth and not cause to bring forth, saith the Lord? Shall I cause to bring forth and shut the womb, saith the Lord? Then it says, Rejoice ye with Jerusalem, and be glad with her, all ye that love her. Now, this is the way that dispensational futurism and the Judeo-Christian, there's no really such thing as that, but that's what we call them. The Judeo-Christian philosophy and theology teaches that this verse, verse number eight, is saying that the Israeli nation that now exists in Palestine was brought forth in one day in the book uh, or in the month of May, 1948. I think it was May 6, 1948. And they say over and over, this is the nation that is brought forth in one day. But as we look at the scripture and we realize that the Israeli state is an apostate state and that true Israel is someone else, then we can see it in a proper interpretation. Verse number eight again, I want to read. Who hath heard such a thing? Who hath seen such things? Shall the earth be made to bring forth in one day? Or shall a nation be born at once? And it's based upon verse number seven. Before she travailed, she brought forth. Before her pain came, she was delivered of a man-child. Now, who is she and who is the man-child? When we go to Revelation chapter 12, and I hope you have your Bible with me, with you, so that you can follow me. In Revelation chapter 12, this is what we read. 
And there appeared a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet, and upon her head a crown of twelve stars. That is referring to national Israel, not the Jews, because this goes back to Genesis 37 and verse 9, when Joseph had the dream of the, the sun and the moon and the stars, and Jacob realized, Jacob realized that that was referring to the father himself, the mother, and twelve sons, the whole house of Israel. And this is what it says. And she being with child cried, travailing in pain, travailing in birth and pain to be delivered. See, it's talking about national Israel. And then it says in verse number five, and she brought forth a man child who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron. And her child was caught up unto God and to his throne. Now, who is this man-child? It was none other than Jesus Christ. But yet he is born of the Virgin Mary, but yet in prophetic language, he is born of national Israel. See, national Israel and Mary being a Judahite, one of the members of the tribe, and that tribe being of Israel, she brought forth, but in prophetic language, it was Israel that was being uh, giving birth to the man-child. So this birth and this man-child is not the state of Israel, Israeli in the Middle East, that state of turmoil and conflict and so forth, it's none other than national Israel giving birth to Jesus Christ. Now, let's go back to Isaiah 66. Who hath heard such a thing? Who hath seen such things? Shall the earth be made to bring forth in one day, or shall a nation be born at once? This is the new birth of Israel at Calvary and Pentecost. And it's done through the death of Jesus Christ because he paid the debt to redeem his people Israel, to bring them back unto him. And then on the day of Pentecost, the Spirit of God descended to give life to this once dead nation called Israel. And it was not only the ten tribes, but it was all twelve tribes, both houses. So we see that it's the birth of the church within the nation of Israel, the church being that spiritual body within the context of a greater body called national 
Israel. And the fundamentalist, the Judeo-Christian people have used this verse to tell the Western Christians that this nation over there in Palestine, when they signed their constitution, May the 6th, 1948, a nation born in a day, that doesn't make any sense because there's other nations that have been born in a day. The United States, July the 4th, 1776. So that nation was born in a day. We could probably find a dozen different nations that signed their constitution and that began their national entity or independence from some other greater power. So it's, it's, a, it's a delusion. It's a falsehood. It's a diversion to truth because it's not the Jews. It's Jesus being born. He's the man-child. And then the corporate man-child is the body of Christ. And I don't have time to go into this body of Christ uh, concept uh, going into the wilderness, but that was the church in the Middle Ages or the Dark Ages. You see, being in verse number 6 of Revelation 12, the woman fled into the wilderness. That's Israel, where she had a place prepared of God. And they should feed her there a thousand, two hundred, and threescore days. Prophetic, twelve hundred and sixty prophetic years. Well, who was the beast trying to kill? The Christians who were Israelites. So I did give a little comment on that. So we see where Jesus Christ is that man-child, that particular man-child, but the church is the greater man-child, you see? So this is the prophecy in Isaiah 66, verses 7 and 8 and 9, the birth or the rebirth of national Israel becoming a nation again. Why a nation again? because they had gone into dispersion. Uh, they were taken into the Assyrian captivity, and that destroyed their national politic. That destroyed them as a nation, and also Judah going into Babylon. But the, the death of Jesus Christ, or I'm going to start with the birth of Jesus Christ, and when he preached, he preached the gospel of the kingdom. The kingdom is going to be restored. And it was restored in one day at Pentecost, when the day of Pentecost was fully come. You see, it was God's timing that that nation of Israel would be uh, receive life, spiritual life once again. And in Acts chapter 1, in verse 6, when they therefore were come together, the disciples asked Jesus, Lord, 
Wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom of Israel? And he said, well, really, it's not for you to know, but I want you to go to Jerusalem and I want you to, I want you to just tarry there until you be endued with power from on high. And that's when the nation of Israel, true Israel, was reborn. It's not the Jews. It's Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Let me say that again. It's not the Jews of 1948, but it's Jesus and it's the Holy Spirit of A.D. 31. That's when it was reborn. And in Ezekiel 37, we read these beautiful words. Ezekiel 37. And this is talking about the dry bones. And the dry bones were the whole house of Israel. And that's what it tells us. The dry bones were the whole house of Israel. Verse 11. And in this vision, the prophet was told to breathe on these bones. Let breath come back into them. Spiritual life. Well, when did that happen? That happened at Pentecost and following when the Spirit of God was poured out upon the house of Israel and throughout the apostolic age. And then later on, and we see the highlight of this in the Protestant Reformation. You see, that's when true Israel received spiritual life once again. I don't have time to read a whole lot in Ezekiel 37, but it says, Therefore, breathe, prophesy, and say unto them, Let these bones live. And it says, And they stood up a mighty army. In Ezekiel chapter 36, beginning with verse number 25, says, Then will I sprinkle clean water upon you. You see, in, in this ch same chapter of 36, before that he talked about Israel's uncleanness, Israel's dispersion among the nations, and then he says, Then will I sprinkle clean water upon you, and ye shall be clean from your filthiness, and from all your idols will I cleanse you. A new heart also will I give you. A new spirit will I put within you. That is the new covenant. The new covenant. And here these Judeo-fundamentalists uh, and these preachers on TV are saying, well, that will happen after the Jews go back to Palestine. But they, when, when is this going to happen? It happened to true Israel while she was in the wilderness. But the futurists say, well, 
the Jews are Israel. They're going to go back to Palestine, and they're already there. And sometime, hopefully, they will have the spiritual life of the new birth breathe into them. But there's no indication whatsoever that there's a spark of spiritual life in them. They're Christ rejectors. You see, it's not the Jews, it's Jesus and the Holy Spirit that gives life to true Israel. That's why we're Bible-believing Christians. That's why Europe was known as Christendom at one time. The whole continent of Western Europe was Christian to certain extent and different levels. But how are we? Americans, why were we established as a Christian nation? Because we have the Spirit of God to breathe into us once again. Also, we read concerning this. The Well, let's go back to Ezekiel 37 and verse 15. What do we see here? We see, the word of the Lord came unto me again, saying, Moreover, thou son of man, take thee one stick and write upon it for Judah and for the children of Israel, his companions. Then take another stick and write upon it for Joseph, the stick, the stick of Ephraim, and for all the house of Israel, his companions. Two sticks, two houses. And then... Join them one to another into one stick, and they shall be one stick in my hand, in thine hand. And when the children of Israel shall speak unto thee, saying, Wilt thou not show us what thou meanest by these? This is what to tell them. Say unto them, Thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will take the stick of Joseph, which is in the hand of Ephraim and the tribes of Israel, his fellows, and will put them with them, even with the stick of Joseph, and make them one stick, and they shall be one in my hand. And the sticks whereon thou writest shall be in thine hand before their eyes. And say unto them, Thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will take the children of Israel from among the heathen, whether they be gone, and will gather them on every side, and bring them into their own land, and I will make them one nation. Here it is, this nation being born again, or having a rebirth. You see, the first birth of Israel as a nation was Mount Sinai, 1453 B.C. The rebirth of national Israel, both houses, under Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit, was in A.D. 31. The rebirth is under one shepherd. This is Ezekiel 37, 22. I will make them one nation in the land and upon the mountains of Israel, and one king, that king is Jesus Christ. Do the, do the Israeli nation over there, do they have, did they had two houses come together? No. Do they have one king 
over them the Lord Jesus Christ? No. And one king shall be to them all, and they shall be no more two nations, neither shall they be divided into two kingdoms any more. So we have one nation, one shepherd, and one king. One nation, one shepherd, and Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. It's not the Jews. It's Jesus and the Holy Spirit that gives birth to a nation born in a day. Isaiah 51. Isaiah 51. We find this. And verse 11. Isaiah 51, 11. Where are we at here? Isaiah 51, 11. It says, Therefore the redeemed of the Lord shall return and come with singing unto Zion, and everlasting joy shall be upon their head, and they shall obtain gladness and joy, and sorrow and mourning shall flee away. And there's some other beautiful words there, but I don't have time to read them. So these Judeo-Christian ministers are saying, you see, the Jews are going back to Zion, but they're not redeemed. It says, the redeemed of the Lord shall return and come with singing unto Zion. And they say, well, that's Zion over there. No, that's not the true Zion. The book of Hebrews tells us what true Zion is. Hebrews chapter number Hebrews chapter number, I'll find it here in a minute. Hebrews chapter 12, verse number 22. I mean, I could take two hours explaining all these wonderful things, but I want to go straight to the point. He talked about redemption. The book of Hebrews is talking about Jesus, the better mediator, the better covenant, the better priesthood, not Levitical, but Melchizedek. And then he comes down to verse number 22, and he says, But ye are come unto Mount Zion, unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven and to God, the judge of all, and to the spirits of just men made perfect, and to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaks better things than that of Abel. You see, in verses 18 through 21 of Hebrews 12, he's talking about the old covenant. But he is saying that the new covenant is compared to the true Zion. The true Zion. We have come unto Zion. That's what 
Isaiah 51, 11 says, The redeemed of the Lord shall come, shall return, and come with singing unto Zion. That's the new covenant. And Hebrews 12, verses 22 to 24 tells us that we've come unto Zion, the city of the living God, heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven, and to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant. I don't know how clearer this could be. Well, when we go back to the Old Testament in Jeremiah 31, we see these words in Jeremiah 31 and verse number 2. Jeremiah 31, 1 and 2, At the same time, said the Lord, will I be the God of all the families of Israel, and they shall be my people. Thus saith the Lord, the people which were left of the sword found grace in the wilderness, in their dispersion, in the wilderness. You see, true Israel, true Israel, us, we were expelled from the land of Palestine. We were thrown out because of our disobedience, and we're still in, quote, the wilderness or in dispersion. And this is what it says. The people which were left of the sword found grace where? In the wilderness or in their dispersion. Even Israel, when I cause, when I went to cause him to rest. Well, the book of Hebrews talks about a rest. And where is that rest? That rest is in the Lord Jesus Christ. Jeremiah 31, 31 talks about this new covenant. Not a nation being born in May 1948. I mean, these preachers are selling a lie. And when I say selling a lie, that's exactly what they are doing. Because they're selling books and collecting offerings based upon a lie, and people are believing it. People are believing those lies. Folks, we've got a lot of work to do. And in the book of Hosea, we see where Hosea had three children. The first one was Jezreel, which means to scatter. He's talking about the children of Israel in dispersion. But when you scatter seed, what do you do? You sow it, and it increases. And Israel increased in population and became a multitude of nations. Northwestern Europe, North America, South Africa, Australia, Etc. You see, we became a multitude because we were scattered. And then we, we see where his daughter, Lo Ruhamah, this people that had no mercy, 
are the ones that receive the mercy of God. But I will have mercy upon the house of Judah. This is Hosea chapter 1, verses 6 through 11. And this is interpreted correctly by the Apostle Peter in 1 Peter chapter 2 when he says that it's true Israel that were dispersed, had no mercy from God, and now receiving mercy. And then this son, Loruhama, And when she had weaned Lo-Ruhama, she conceived and bare a son, and his name was Lo-Ami, and not my people. And the, the, the same people, ancient Israelites, that sinned and rebelled against God, he said, there are no longer my people. But what did Jesus do? He paid the price on Calvary to buy these people back, to redeem them, because redemption means that you have to originally own something and then lose it and then buy it back. It was only true Israel. We are the ones that were brought back. Have the Jews been brought back? No. In verse 10 of Hosea 1, Yet the number of the children of Israel shall be as the sand of the sea, which cannot be measured nor numbered. See, the Jews, their population is only 15 million approximately 15 million. They're counted. And it shall come to pass that in the place where it was said unto them, ye are not my people, there it shall be said unto them, ye are the sons of the living God. Then shall the children of Judah and the children of Israel be gathered together. How? By the redemption price that Jesus paid on Calvary and the outpouring of the Holy Ghost in Jerusalem upon a token number of Israelites and Judahites. And then that Spirit of God worked through these same people for hundreds of years down to our time. Then shall the children of Judah and the children of Israel be gathered together and appoint themselves one head, and they shall come up out of the land, for the great shall be the day of Israel, uh, Jezreel. In other words, the reaping of Jezreel, the scattering, the seed that was sown. Now, that's the harvest of multitude of Israelites. Now, how did the gospel come to our people? In this last magazine that we have produced at Truth and History, Many of you have received it already, but if you have not received this magazine, this particular copy, and we will not always have this copy because we will run out of them. And it is talking about how the gospel came west. And it was the Apostle Paul that brought the gospel to the British Isles. And then that gospel message grew and came over to the United States. And I have several quotes right here on this center page of scholars that 
say that the Apostle Paul is the one that brought the gospel to Great Britain, ancient Britain. I hope that this has helped. I pray that this has been an enlightenment to dispel the falsehood that this verse in Isaiah 66 refers to the Jews being and their nation being born in one day. No, folks, that's not the truth. The nation that was born in one day, Jesus paid the price with his shed blood and the Holy Ghost was poured out in 31 A.D. on the day of Pentecost. And that was the rebirth of true Israel and true Judah. Folks, I leave you with this quote. It's not the Jews. It's Jesus and the Holy Spirit. God bless you.